Good morning, good morning, my mothers, my fathers, my sisters, and all the children of the Bena Congo. Welcome to this amazing episode of Zola Bantu. When we say Bena Congo, it's Niki Congo. You know, it actually means Bana Congo because a Congo is God in the language of Kikongo of Congo. So when we say Bena Congo, we actually mean the children of God. You know, and the children of God are spread all over the world in all in all types of races and also in all types of um, traditions and cultures. Well, people who vibrate in love, purity, and justice. Welcome to chapter 30, entitled Understand the World That You Live In. My dear brothers and sisters, you need to understand the world that you live in. Remember, in the last chapter, we spoke to you basically about the house of God. The entire universe is the house of God, not what we are taught in Christianity. You go to a building and then you pray every Sunday and then you say, I'm going to the house of God. No, the house of God is the entire universe, the trees, the building, the sky, the, the lights, the stars, the moon, the sun, the entire cosmos, the planets, all of this is the house of God, not the building in, in the four walls on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning. So if you do not understand the house of God and the people that live inside, how are you going to evolve as a human being? So this chapter, understand the world you live in, is very crucial. But before we begin, because we are young people, we have to always give respect to our elders. They are people who set the path for us to be who we are today. I want to say my greetings to Dr. Mumbi Seraki, Professor Piola Lumumba, Mr. Joshua Maponga, Dr. Susan Tata. My greeting goes to Ms. Choma Phillips from Singi Africa Magazine, Kewin Maizu, Fabian Kuswanika, Nyamwe Masawa Katabanana, Mama Gizeli, Landscape TV, Brother Kwaku. My greeting goes to Dr. Uma Johnson and all the Africans out there. Zach Mwakesa, who wake up the conscience of black people. My dear brothers and sisters, please listen to us very carefully. You know, because what we're about to tell you, it's very, very important because there are a lot of confusion, even in the notions even in the way that people see the world, there's a lot of confusion, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, from person to person, and the people that live in this world, all of us that live in this world for sure, we have so many people that live in the world, 7.6 billion people. I think it's almost 7.7 or 7.8. But of all these people, we have different conception of life. Our conception of lives differs from person to person, country to country, nation to nation, and even continent to continent. You know, you can be a person, you know, 
you can see basically what we're about to say is very important because the confusion has gone up even up to the political arena i have seen the politicians of today the scientists of today even in the religions and even in the level of all other areas of life you know you can be a person and you grow up in a family where they tell you ah my friend you know to be a person of value to be respected you have to have money you need to have wealth and riches you know so when people come to your house you know and they see how you're living your nice cars parked in the parking lot and then you will be considered as a person of value if you do not have things if you do not have material wealth you have no money you will not be considered to be a person of value there are other people who grew up this way i'm telling you in the 7.6 billion people we have on earth there are other people billions of people who believe that to be a person of value you need to have it is true so what will happen you see a person who has grown up with this kind of mindset this kind of ideas in his head this kind of notions this kind of paradigm in his head in his behaviors the day this person will lack or the day when he would not have anything he will lose everything he will see as if his life has come to an end he will see as if he has lost his sense of life and then what will happen he will look to people who have great wealth people who have money with so much respect he would think that if these people come to his proximity then he is blessed by the almighty to him to be he he might see it as a sense or the the vage of himself emerging out of his misery and the people who do not have this material wealth he would not consider them to be valuable because these are his ideas that he has been that that has been inscribed in his mind ever since he was young so even if he's praying to god even in the path of spirituality to him to be elevated before god is to have millions in his account to have the most amazing life in the flesh that is the blessing of god almighty you know and if anyone around the world poor people do not have what he has he considered them to be cursed second class or slaves you have seen this so he will construct his world with these ideas in his head my dear brothers and sisters you see so That's the first example. The second example my dear brothers and sisters. If another person grows up or is brought up in a family where he is told that to be successful, ha, you have to dominate other people, you know? If he grows up with that kind of paradigm and that kind of mentality that to be great, you have to dominate other people. You will see that this person's notion of living with people will be always comparisons. You have seen people who did always want to compare themselves to you and see if you're better than them, they want to be better than you. So those kind of ideas to be successful dominate another person he has to be first no matter what you hear words like the second world the first world all the europeans are considered to be the first world africans when the third world that kind of mentality of domination that they have so even if this person gains my dear brothers and sisters even if he has millions and billions in his account but if he does not dominate other people he is unsatisfied you would see if he builds a house he will build a house better than other houses yeah, if 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 he lives in a neighborhood like you know most of you know in Beverly Hills if he sees ah, this house I, know, i have to build better than this so for him his idea of life is to dominate and be better than other people he will build a house of 5000 stories if you want so that people of his level 
can begin to say, ah, this person has succeeded in life. Mm. He has built a skyscraper. Mm. He has these hotels and this amount of cars in his parking lot. Mm. He has dominated. He's the leader. So the need of this person is why he needs to dominate other people. Even in the construction of religion, those who come from different religions, he will feel the need to dominate other people. So, my dear brothers and sisters, person to person, families to families in the world that you see today, they have their own way of seeing the world, my dear brothers and sisters. So, but here at Zola Bantu, you know, our conception, our life only has a sense when we, ha- when, we, when we are basically a blessing to other people. That is our paradigm. That is our notion. We basically strive to obtain values and experiment them in our lives. It will not be easy. There are things we shall fail. There are things we will be able to succeed. But at the end of the account, we need to see how we can distribute love to other people. For us, a society is a place where we can grow and become a blessing to other people. See, therefore, our fundamental way of life at Zolabantu. That is why you are seeing we have created this platform so we can speak about the word of God. Day and night we teach about the word of God. We are in the paradigm of the first civilization of the construction of humanity. Many of you know that Africa is a cradle of humankind. We are basically in that paradigm of restoring the first civilization of the construction of humanity. We came into this world to show ourselves and be a blessing to others. Mothers, sisters, brothers, cousins, see the saints of the ancient paradigm that we call the African ancestrality, the paradigm of Ubuntu, becoming the image and resemblance of God, our creator, my dear brothers and sisters. But unfortunately, the world evolved. If you look back at the history, after the first civilization, the world evolved for some time. People changed their mindset. Nations change their mindset. The world no longer basically is a place where you can be and live to be a blessing to other people. The world has become a place of competition. Now that you have gained, you want to affirm your personality because you have gained material wealth. We now build personalities. We no longer have values. We just focus on personality, image. There are even people who hire image consultant to create for you an image that does not exist values of respect honesty trust integrity harmony love peace solidarity does not exist anymore the first word always said those people should die today not tomorrow here we're speaking to you about the paradigm so if you live with a person my dear brothers and sisters and you do not know his thoughts you do not know the paradigm in which he's in you'll be surprised you know if you have relationships with other nations and you enter into their paradigm, but they have dwelled a long time in that paradigm of domination for centuries, they have built their nation in domination, and you are in a paradigm of giving a life, uh, a sense to your life and being a blessing to other people, but see you, they will dominate you. They only see you to dominate you. So our politicians today in Africa, across the entire Africa, who sign deals and take loans from these nations abroad, thinking that they're taking you equal 50-50. No, they're in the paradigm of domination. So you think as if they're coming to invest, the investors become the new oppressor. China is giving loans to Ethiopia, Kenya, and they think 
the interest is high, then the burden of domination, they want to dominate you because they know you cannot pay back. So you need to be wise. When you enter into the paradigm of these people, you have to be wise. Today, almost every African nation has adopted democracy. But democracy is based on democrata. Go and read about democrata in Greece. Greece was a society where they basically uh, was full of racism and traits. And they saw black people as second class and third class. So you take the idea of democracy. You bring it to the universe of Africa. Democracy only works with the conscience. Because if you can vote with a group and not with your conscience, then but you sleep with your conscience. So you have to be very, very wise, my dear brothers and sisters. When you sign deals between nations, you have to understand where they are coming from. What are the ideas in their head, my dear brothers and sisters? What kind of politics will you do then if you're a, if you're a leader of a nation? Hmm? You're calling these people who come from the West deciders. Oh, the five eyes, G20, the G8. United Nations, Council, five countries, you respect them, call them deciders of the world, the world hmm? leaders. You admire their fruits of domination that has manifested basically in the construction of their nations. Hmm? Are you going to change your behavior and your conception of life? What will you do? See therefore here at Zola Bantu, my dear brothers and sisters, we bring you solutions of our own so that we can be able to remain in our kimuntu, ubuntu, in our humanity. But these solutions will only send us to see how we can rethink our way of being. We need to see how we can rethink, you know, our ways of, of, about God. Rethink our way of living among each other and how to live also with these foreigners who have a different mentality. So there is a need of uh, intelligence in the act of force. That is the godship on the level of politics. Nsaku, Mpamvo. Zinga, my dear brothers and sisters, the three pillars of spirituality, the intelligence of living in truth. But at the same time, we have to be able to take account of the moment. But to place Africa and the children of Africa in submission to other paradigms, paradigms that have destroyed our families you have seen in slavery, they sold our mothers, our fathers all over just to be wealthy. That is not our way of life, you know? So you see that if a man gains, he becomes admired by everyone. A woman, when she gains, she begins to see her husband of no use insulting him. She forgets that her husband is her privileged partner. Why? We have entered into the foolishness paradigms of other people that lacks knowledge. We need to conserve our world in a different way, my dear brothers and sisters. This paradigm, you know, that we are that we are calling our ancestrality. Why are we calling it our ancestrality? It means in the origins, you know, this is what existed. Like Master Yeshua used to say, in the beginning it was not like this. He was given an amazing question by those Pharisees. A woman had seven husbands with no kids. When she goes to heaven, who is she married to? Who will she be a wife to? Because all of them married her. He said in the beginning, it was not like this. He made them male and female. He said in the beginning, it was not like this. In the beginning of the world, when people were not yet scattered like it's mentioned and symbolized in the metaphor of the Tower of Babel, everyone was black. Our ancestors led the world in love, in peace, in knowledge, and in wisdom. That is our ancestrality. Bokoko na biso. Bokoko, our ancestrality. 
So we are here, Zolaban, to, to see how we can retain our humanity and retain the entire humanity of Africa and black people spread, spread across the globe into our own ancestrality. You know, but unfortunately, you know, if, if you study history, when the tectonic place divided, some of our brothers went to the colder areas and the ice, the ice age came and people's skins changed. They adopted new languages that emerged. Others suffered in pain. Their heart became evil. Paradigms changed. See where the world fell. So when we're saying let us return to the paradigm of our ancestors, it is not racial hate. I have many friends of different races. I don't hate them. We love them. But it's time for us to set our people free. It is time for us to spread knowledge, to bless our people. We cannot continue to place our wisdom to be a periphery of the paradigm of foreigners, a paradigm of accumulation of resources where they only see Africa as a reservoir of primary materials. Negotiate with us. If you don't want to take the minimum, then screw you. And even our African intellectuals go to the West to negotiate how they can be used as a puppet to keep us down. We have to come to understand that this paradigm has given birth to their universities. Their paradigm of accumulation of resources has given birth to their university, to their science. So when you're an African, you leave Africa to go and study in the West, in the University of Harvard, Cambridge, Yale, you are basically going to adopt thoughts that they have put in their universities. You're basically adopting their ideas. The ideas were built to teach their children how they see the world. But you have left Africa to study over there and then you go and learn the ideas. And you think when you take those ideas, you bring them to Africa, it will work. It cannot work. You have seen all our African intellectuals with degrees and PhDs, but they cannot do anything. Look at Zuma. He's educated. But look what he did. So, when you're going to a university out of Africa and your mind is not awakened mentally, you will just become the next oppressor of your own people. You have seen the first presidents of Africa. All of them were almost dictators. They don't want to leave power. Look at Museveni. So you see that it is very, very sad. You know These people are not using justice in the right way. Neither are they using and, and, and basically uh, leading the world in the right way. So you have to learn education an african needs to re-educate his mind you have to remove that mentality i used to go to school and i remember in high school i learned about the history of united nations and the history of world war one I. I never was taught history of my own country what kind of education is this so you have to be very careful before you go to attend any um, um, tertiary education you have to be awakened mentally first you know that is why we need to be in, in the heart of africa in the center of Africa, we need to build a new civilization, the third civilization of light, love, purity, and justice. We'll try to see how we can build our own institutions to drive this civilization. And we'll, be, we'll basically try to build it with our own languages that we're going to use on our own. And then we'll see how we can observe what they have done. Not, I'm not saying that everything white people did is bad. No, we're going to see what they have done, adopt and learn and develop what they have done and see how we can merge it with our roots. But we shall not be a slave of anyone in giving and receiving international relations. The new investors become oppressor. We shall not be a slave of anyone anymore. If you want to work with us, you come and meet us halfway. If not, vamush. 
But we need to be able to redefine how our family is. What, is, what exactly is a family? You see when a black person comes to America and he becomes a fool, he thinks that to, to basically have a job, having a job basically makes him more valuable than a husband or his wife. You see when a black person has money, he travels by the metro, uses the elevator, climbs by the escalator and he says, oh my God, Nakumna Lola, I have arrived in heaven. Nonsense. See the behaviors of black people. We need to change. In our next chapter, my dear brothers and sisters, we're going to speak to you basically about uh, the history, historical, historiography of black people. The history, historical, historiography of Africa. You have to understand where you're coming from. Africans, remember in the black episode we spoke to you about, right now we're in chapter 9 in our Solovantu group and we are studying about basically Black people's hatred of the God-sent leaders. All of our God-sent leaders in Africa, what did we do? We complotted against them. We killed them. Kwame Nkrumah, Samora Masho, Nelson Mandela, we put him in prison for 27 years because the South Africans were not awakened mentally. They were not awakened mentally. All our leaders, Mfumuyesu, we put him on the cross. Peter, we crucified him upside down. All our leaders in Africa. That's why it's all about we present you our leaders as they are at the moment. We look at those who are here with us at the moment. Go to our Zolabantu website, you'll find our amazing leaders we have today in front of us who we can look up to and learn from them to become better and better. My dear brothers and sisters, we love you so much, Zolabantu. And uh, we hope this message was not harsh, but it's the truth. Because the truth, I know it hurts, but it also brings a person to light. We love you so much as all of us. Bye-bye.